0: Hello, the internet, and welcome to season two hundred and seven, episode four of Daily's Eye Gaze, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Thursday, October twenty first, twenty twenty one. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka Havana Unana. I'm hearing sounds since in Havana Unana. <laughs> My health's gone down since in Havana Unana y'all really got bad bedside manners i need a new cat scanner <laughs> Havana. oh no nah, na. that is courtesy of suburban panic attack and i'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host mr miles Gray. Oh, ken lee
1: ken lee is a dodger a oh, ken
2: lee
1: Strikes out the Braves, Ken a Lee, Ken Lee a a Jansen. Okay, that's just my love for Ken Lee Jansen, helping the Dodgers eke out a Game 3 win. Wonderful. Shouts to Cody Bellinger as well, but I always love Ken Lee Jansen because I, the reason I sang that song is there's a viral video called Ken Lee. And it's a woman in like uh, like Eastern Europe auditioning for like their equivalent of American Idol and she's singing that Mariah Carey song without you. But she's singing all gibberish. She's like, Ken Lee, Leeba but without You <laughs> And like the judges are like, I'm sorry, what song was that? She's like Ken
0: Lee by Mariah Carey and they're like, Ken Lee oh. <laughs> And I always think of Ken Lee Jason when I think of that. So shout That's out to Ken Lee. Love his pitching motion. We were just talking about it before we started. Just Holds it up there. Reg- he lets mm-hmm. you know what's about to what's about to happen. I don't like his pre-motion like motion where up. he yeah. does the like two little shoulder ticks, but mm-hmm. I guess that helps him keep his uh, hips closed or open. I don't and know if you do I'm
1: sure at, at bat too, if you're not used to it, it might throw you off a little bit because you might be like, oh here, no, oh wait, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold, hold, hold. I feel like if
0: I was a pitcher, like if. That was your superpower—that you could throw a baseball a hundred miles per hour. Like that's how I would design my motion, because he just holds it up there, like you fuckers, ready for this? Can you ready, ready to... for this? Shit. Yeah, he doesn't hide it. He let's just lets hope, you know uh, it's coming. Let's hope this series lasts uh, for more mm. than a few more games too. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a hilarious and talented comedian, writer, yep. and actor. Who you've seen on Seth Meyers, Corden, uh, on HBO's Crashing. He was a producer and co-host of Comedy at the Knitting Factory, one of the best independently-run comedy shows in the world. Uh, his comedy album B.A.D. Dreams debuted number one on iTunes. He's named one of the best of Just for Last*. New Faces by Village Voice. Please welcome the hilarious, the talented Kenny DeForest! hey!
2: hey. Hey, that's my best kin, he's got his own money in a used car, and I didn't have time to think of more <laughs> lyrics, but this is Best Friend by Sweetie, and hey, also Doja go. Cat. Hello, Ooh, good to boom. be here. Hey hey. There
0: beautiful, beautiful. That was was, I know. hope
2: that was okay. It felt, it felt not as good as what you guys had going on, but... You no, know, that was I, that that was That was felt fantastic. That oh, felt fantastic. Felt fantastic. I think that's our first Best Friend, aka... And, yeah. Uh, now, well I feel, now I feel good. What's new, man? Oh, man, I... You know, it's really good to be here. I was at the Laker game last night. Saw Sweetie, so you know she was oh, on the dome. Yeah. She was on the brain. She's in your bones. Yeah. Okay. I actually was like, who is that beautiful woman holding a diamond crusted basketball? And uh, I was, I was right in my suspicion. It was a rapper because it was Sweetie. <laughs> so,
0: diamond crusted basketball. That was a bag, or that's just like no, she no. Was, she just was. Hold, like, she
2: was just holding it and then it uh, on her like her a finger. regulation <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She was just like she was like you know in case in case you guys lose the ball i got this one and um back up yeah she was sitting next to genie bus and i was just like this is great i just like uh, this is the best this but the best of los angeles is the staples center i love that right
1: yeah yeah Adele was in the building you know what i mean Mm -hmm. a lot of people were talking about her and rich paul just i think was rocking like a what leather outfit
2: yeah no i actually saw her she went running across the court Uh, literally all the way from one side to the other ran up the stairs gave a woman a hug and then turned around and ran back and i was like i don't know who that woman is but she's important but that's that's (laughs) a flex right there she's She's about to get an album yeah she's about to get an album written about her it
0: actually interrupted a fast break when she did that yeah (laughs) but people were just like oh shit it's adele sorry our our bad adele (laughs) you just uh go, go on your way yeah adele uh rich paul I mean, the queen of Staples. Look Staples her, is a new queen. Being an L.A. fixture now, leaving London yeah. town. Okay, okay. See you. i see you, Adele. Yeah, I, I do like that it's no longer just like, oh, did you see Jack? Uh, Jack Nicholson? or Yeah, it's like, no, I did. It bummed me out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. You try not to see Jack. and you, uh, There's so much more to see.
1: There's always that thing at Laker games where they'll put him on the big screen, and he used to be like, you know, play it cool. I feel like right. yesterday when they put him on, he was just kinda of like uh, like he was sort of like, all right, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I was just like, damn, yeah. We're time comes for all of us. That's true.
0: Yeah. Undefeated. He's got an heart. entire hot dog in the corner of his mouth. Like <laughs> just dangling. <laughs> just like, yeah. Wow. <sighs> Oh, man. Uh, One of the greats, both our guest and uh, Jack Nicholson. All right. We are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, uh, let's tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about today. There is a new sort of racist myth happening in the mainstream media that we want to just debunk for you real quick. And we're going to talk about uh, Biden's child vax plan. Uh, We'll talk about all that. We'll talk about Facebook's new plan you know it's always a good sign when your strategy for moving your company forward is the same as the strategy murderers use when they go on the lamb cuz mm. he's he's going to give them <laughs> a new name i think is the plan uh we'll talk about a new uh historical narrative from uh David Graeber who wrote that bullshit jobs essay and passed away last year but he has a new kind of comprehensive re revision of uh, how we think about history that's pretty dope and of course we'll look at the 912th reason that rudy giuliani is not drunk thank you very much mm-hmm. uh all of that plenty more but first kenny we do like to ask our guest what is something from your search history
2: uh fantasy nba pre-draft rankings because i just had my draft for fantasy basketball it's a mm. big part of my life and uh if you don't play fantasy basketball, you're fucking up, dude. It's the best one. Is it? I, I feel it like so I, much. I fantasy
1: is a really, it's a fine, it's a double-edged sword. Like, it causes me to get so engaged with the league, but also I can't do anything else except, like, have regrets all the time about, like, who I'm playing or not playing. And then I'm like, I knew it. I, I, and, like, that part really fucks me up. Um, yeah. Currently, I'm like, I, it's easier to do with like the English Premier League, which we have a fantasy league for the listeners. And that's his games like once a week. And yeah, then yeah, I yeah. can just kind of like, all right, I can I can have my regrets. But other times, like when I've done football or things like that, it's just it it fully takes over me.
2: Yeah. Well, so for me, the the I guess this is my, the way I rationalize it anyway. But I just look at that when I'm taking a deuce instead of Twitter. Uh. And it makes me less mad than Twitter wow so so it is it is like improvement in that regard you know right and then i just kind of you know i treat it like a uh instapot man i set it and forget it you know the lineup gets set (laughs) and i and i and i move on with my life and if something happens something happens
1: but Who's yeah. the, Who uh, Who do you play with? Like other comedians? You have like a consistent group you've been doing this for years with, mm-hmm. with high stakes. Like what's the culture of your fantasy crew?
2: This is the fourth year of this league, the third year of it being a keeper league. We voted after the first year to make it a keeper league. So mm. it's a bunch of comics and... Um, like a couple guys that are just friends of comics in the league because we needed to fill space but um <laughs> four years strong we call it the Jimmy Butler standard because we've got a very high some would call it unreasonable standard for the league and um yeah man we're looking good this year okay
0: yeah, yeah. do you uh so you have a squad that you've had for a couple years now and
2: you're just like adding yeah well you keep four players per year This is, uh, and you can only keep each guy three years. So this is my last year of Luka. I took Luka as a rookie and I've been trying to build a winner around Luka. And uh, we'll see. I took Jalen Green this year too. So I'm still thinking about the future and uh, we'll see, man. I got, I think I got third last year. So we got to, we got to step it up.
1: Are there any, like, this is the other thing that always surprised me when you play fantasy people, like people are just freaks out of nowhere with the, with their fantasy knowledge or just like, they're thinking about it really effective. I'm like, what the fuck? barely talk about this sport. Are you fucking smashing me out? Do you have people like that in the league or everyone's kind of pretty consistently performing?
2: Well, no, definitely. There's definitely that. And I mean, you know, for me, why I like it, dude, is I, I fucking waste so much of my life reading about basketball <laughs> as it is. Right. It's like, I should do something with this knowledge. Sure. Like this right. can't just be something I talk about at the bar once a month when I happen to be around people in a games on. Like I gotta have- <laughs> right. I got to do something with this knowledge that I have. But yeah, there's like a couple ringers in the league where it's like, dude, I thought you were, I thought you were, I don't know what I thought you did with your time, but I did not think it was know this much about the coolest sport that's ever existed. So yeah, man, consistently shocked, but I just love it. I love the league. I love the sport. And, um, you know, it's a mental health thing coming out of the pandemic. It's like, let's take care of the head. Let's take care of the head. I don't need to be looking at the 24 hour news cycle all day. So all yeah. right. I'll allow myself to do something dumb that makes me happy.
1: You know? Dude, I love that. I, and it's, a, I think, a great thing to say. This is a perfect social media substitute. Uh, yeah, to give yourself something else to just look at. will take your attention. It will cause you to look at other articles, but at least it's not about the right. decaying.
2: Democracy. Yeah, like, you know, no matter how bad Jalen Green shoots, he's not trying to take abortion away. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, at the very baseline, I'm not going to be that mad. Right, yeah. right, right, right. That's Jonathan Isaacs is trying to take away. Abortion, but. <laughs> yeah, that's what, right. that's what those long <laughs> arms are used for. Yes. It's fucked up.
0: Yeah, I used to play fantasy hoops and I just, it, it's definitely like right in that sweet spot between like football is almost pure luck and it's once a week. So you don't have to like think about it all that much. It's like the easy kind of starter fantasy sport. Baseball, I think, it, I've never played baseball, but my friends who do like it takes over their life and like it's all they talk about for the entire baseball season. Basketball's, is like right in the middle, you know. It has half the games of baseball, and but I don't know, man. I I won the first year that I was in my like college friends league, and then like just steadily got worse, and I was just like, all right, fuck yeah, this, I'm like, off this. But, right. Yeah, but yeah, it's man. interesting the the people who. You know, you got uh, Jokic as the number one pick this year, just in standard redraft leagues. But some people like uh, LeBron is number 25 because he rests so much, uh, just according to like some some rankings. OK, and also we'd
1: be remiss to not tell people that today is National Reptile Awareness Day. I think we forgot that.
0: yeah. Dude, did I forget to mention that? Yeah, I know we fucked up. Fuck, man. Yeah.
1: And National Witch Hazel Day. Okay so oh, uh, right clear your skin up i did mention
2: hazel. that though right i did mention the witch get your, hazel. get your toner oh, and hey if you got some hemorrhoids put some witch hazel on those motherfuckers oh yeah oh yeah baby that's the active ingredient oh yeah hemorrhoidal
1: treatments conditioners shampoos toners postpartum care personal care.
2: okay yeah put it on the put it on your face or your butthole either one right it's that's versatile. how you know
1: it's safe verse if it's butthole safe is face safe that's right yeah <laughs>
0: I mean, every day is National Reptile Awareness Day over here because we're aware of the uh, reptilian shapeshift shape, plots to take over yeah. the the globe. And, Thank you. You know, uh, Hillary. When are or... we
1: gonna talk about this more? Cause...
2: Yeah, man. If I see one more motherfucker with like a vertical eye blink axis, right? You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. God, totally. right. I'm just tired of this. Everywhere I look, yes. just with your your slit eyes blinking at me, <laughs> always sunning on a rock. You know. <laughs> Catching whole rodents with your tongue and swallowing them whole. Enough. <laughs> enough is if enough. You don't think, if you don't think Bill and Hillary Clinton
0: are somewhere sunning on a rock right now, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. You know? They're sunning in Iraq. Okay. Uh, on a rock. And yeah. Why do you think they invaded yeah. Iraq? Because George Great Bush, Great sunning too. rocks. Oh, do you, exactly. mean where, do you
2: mean where they helped uh, Jeffrey Epstein escape to? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> <Okay>. Iraq. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's a rock if not an island? Thank mm-hmm.
0: you. Mm-hmm.
2: What is something you think is overrated, Kenny? The game of golf. I just took it up and um <laughs> I, just man, took it up. I just took it up and I am proud to say I've already reached my ten thousand hours of yelling, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> because that is all honestly, golf, it's just like men just need to get more comfortable being like, Hey man, you wanna do you wanna just talk? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to just like look out at the
0: landscape and talk yeah without, ain't, like, we, we ain't gotta at do it you
2: want to go for a stroll my guy we don't even yeah. have to carry <laughs> you know clubs i just want to hang out with my pal right yeah i mean my god so and,
1: and even then there's not questions being asked in golf it's like it's like you're you're teeing off it's like
2: god fuck
1: man and you're like yo is everything cool yeah man i'm good it's just Shit at home, dude. You know, got the wedding coming up. <laughs> and line, you're like, oh, that's the entry point into someone speaking about it. It's like, <laughs> let me have an outburst, and then when someone goes, "Whoa, <laughs> buddy," then the healing can
2: start. One hundred percent. It is <laughs> that is really all it is. And it's <laughs> like you shouldn't have to. I don't know. I shouldn't have to spend like. A month's paycheck on clubs just to tell my friend oh. that I'm frustrated. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? You're right. Come on, man. But at the same time, I'll keep going back because that's what it does. Is I'm it a masochist.
1: The, is it the like, because I know, like, when I early on, when Tiger Woods was on the scene, I was like, well, I'm blazing. Then that means this is my basketball. Because like I wasn't good at karate or basketball So I was like what other racist stereotype Can I use to try and give my 12 year old <laughs> Imagination something to hold on to And in the beginning It was all about really like connecting With the ball and as a kid I just didn't Have the patience like sometimes you'd connect you're like, Oh that was fucking amazing I love this shit Other times it was, I would just go to a driving Range and then other times you have completely fuck Up and you're like this is trash I hate My life and everything are you Does the thing that entices you is just like that that sort of you're striving for that consistency to be able to be like every I don't curse every time now.
2: Just, yeah. Yeah. Well, 30%. I mean, you know, yeah. Truth be told, dude, I grew up playing basketball very competitively and, um, you know, and I still play, but I'm hitting that age where my body's starting to be like, maybe you need to find a new competitive outlet. Right. Right. So yeah. we can age gracefully. Cause I mean, dude, it's one of those things you, you don't want to think about it, but I cannot get hurt. I just can't get hurt. I, at this point in my life, Like, when I moved to L.A., I tore my labrum in a pickup game at L.A. Fitness. Because every way – I don't know if you know this, but everyone at L.A. Fitness thinks that there's Lakers scouts there. And uh, Mm -hmm. they're, you know, (laughs) they're really trying to get that 10-day. Yeah, right. And I tore my labrum. It was my first, like, three months in L.A. And I come home from the gym, and my right arm is just dead, like, fully hanging to the side. I can't move it. And I got to explain to my girl that her – her man is now one armed for the next like two months i didn't have health insurance so mm-hmm. i was literally just on zoom luckily i had a childhood friend who became a doctor so i was like right. what's going on and he like talked me through it but at the end of that i was like i can't like right i'm a grown-ass man i can't have one arm for two months you know what i'm right, saying yeah. like if We're i tear my sports, achilles right. or yeah if i Ooh. like i, I played ball before a uh stand-up taping one t- that's how crazy i am like i was in new york to tape something like a big career thing i'm playing pickup ball like two days before and at the end i was like what the f- what why what was that like <laughs> what if you tore your acl and then you just have to come out on crutches to do your job like oh man. yeah it's like bro like, you- wow this is a great bit he's doing <laughs> oh ooh, the one-legged comedian bit. i like this angle he's got a good angle
1: guy who just came from pickup ball (laughs) it's like very real you're like "Ah, i'm just
0: kind of in denial about my mortality at the moment but
1: got a whole 30 on it
0: i played pickup hoops the morning of my uh, wedding and almost got into a fight with somebody that would have been bad oh you know i was a young hot-headed uh 28 year old you get punched in the eye it's like even jack's eye is very close
2: (laughs) (laughs) good look What is something you think is underrated? The national parks of this beautiful country. I think I've probably gone on about this on this show before, but we just had a friend get married in Yosemite. Mm. And dude, as easy as it is to like hate America right now and what it stands for, just go look at it, dude. It's so beautiful. And honestly, like I know fans of this show are probably fans of progressive politics or you just listen to get really angry about progressive politics, (laughs) but national parks are progressive politics done. Well, it's just perfect, man. And like, it it honestly just fuels my soul, dude. I've been like going and it got me through the pandemic. And, um, yeah, we were in Yosemite and and we went on the, uh, Hetch Hetchy hike, which is the reservoir that gives San Francisco all its drinking water. Mm -hmm. And it was just dope, man. like, just learning about the attitudes of this country and how they've shifted. So like Hetch Hetchy was used to be a valley, and then they flooded it after the San Francisco fires. None of this I knew before this wedding, by the way. So San Francisco, there was like a huge public debate. And at the time, this is early 1900s, the prevailing public opinion was that the wilderness is something to be conquered. Very like manifest destiny sort of attitude, like... It's us versus nature, right? We got to go mm-hmm. conquer that shit and show who's the boss, who's the king of the fucking world. Yeah, and, dry
0: up all the rivers and lakes, and then turn the things that aren't rivers and lakes into
2: rivers and lakes. That's guys. right, <laughs> just just because we can, because like, we're fucking men. Yeah, we gotta yeah. we gotta gentrify <laughs> the woods and yes. you know make Thank the you. deer go find somewhere else to live. <laughs> exactly and so but then there was this guy John Muir M-U-I-R I don't know how Muir, to say yeah. it I just read it yeah and he like he was a one All of about the it. early preservationist you know what yeah. I mean and like they kind of reached this compromise with Hetch Hetchy because San Francisco burned down and they were like bro we need water And so they kind of, like, worked together to create this situation that worked well for nature and for people. And I was just so fascinated, man. And by the end, I was like, I honestly needed to hear about a time where people, like, came together and solved a problem. And you know what I mean? So... Mm -hmm. I just, we, I, had, national yeah. parks, you've got to take advantage, man. Everyone, listening.
0: we we did so much work in the like new, new deal era, like the one time that America was able to like consolidate behind progressive and you know, socialist ideals. And we're just coasting off of that shit like ever since and like slowly undoing that progress. But,
2: uh, yeah. yeah, man. And it's just like, it's the shit that like it should be bipartisan, you know what I mean? Like, I've been to national parks and Seen dudes in MAGA hats walking around and I'm just like, so I know you love this, right? But you know that the guy he wants to drill this for oil. You know that, right? right. Like he that's wants to well, good-
1: that's not <laughs> here though.
0: That's bears ears. Like <laughs> it's like,
1: Well, that's also a national park and monument.
0: What? <laughs> yeah. They're looking for no, no, good drilling there. spots. That's what they're doing there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I love the idea of a Republican who goes to Sedona to heal on the vortexes. Like, who's that guy? <laughs> right, right, right. Who, who is this cross-section of humanity?
1: Yeah. yeah it's Kirsten Cinema, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah It's yeah. libertarians. You ever, have you
2: been to the Muir Woods in Mill Valley? No, but I, now, it, it ought to, it obviously, he's named after him, right? I yeah. mean, where is Big that? Big Daddy John Muir.
1: Mill Valley, up in the Bay
0: Area.
2: No, I, okay, I got to do that. That'll be next on the list. I love it up there, man. Yeah. Bay Area.
0: Yeah. Your overrated and underrated are sort of at cross purposes because I feel like a lot of the good park space in a lot of the cities around the country are golf courses that we need to invade and just claim as as parks that we can use this is I, I bring it up a lot it's from a malcolm gladwell podcast but it's like the one gladwell idea that i was like fuck yeah man he yeah. nailed it Take he's got back.
1: it how much how many tax breaks are we giving these places what the? we're fuck paying are
0: them to keep right. a, <laughs> a part like a bunch of the best land in the middle of the city as a private thing that we're not allowed to go into Like that's, that's the deal that we got. So it's uh, it's crazy. Yeah. But I won't, I won't tell your golf course buddies that you said (laughs) that shit. Cause I
2: mean, I'll be honest. Look at me, dude. They know they know they know they know i'm a mole yeah they can tell I the way i look out at the green i'm like you know we could really plant some beautiful acorn bearing oak trees <laughs> mm. like shut up and hit what the what if wall. we rewilded this space <laughs> yeah i look like a guy who lived where they built the golf course and i'm coming out me, this is my way right, right right also yeah
0: Oh, so you can't you, yeah. put on pants goofy enough to make them trust you. They're like, oh, those are cool golf spikes, Kenny. What do you call those? Oh, those are Birkenstocks. <laughs>
1: pretty pretty standard. I call them yuppie
2: stompers. Get off my land. <laughs> God, do you even know whose ancestral land this is? <gasps> Me, a white man. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> Emphasis on the H and white. Yeah.
0: White. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back, and we just had a, a visit from superproducer Ana Hosnia, and we, we got to talk a little bit. We're going to have to have her on to, at some point, to talk about the, what happened on the Bachelor premiere last night. Bachelorette? Uh, the Bachelorette premiere, sorry. A couple truly amazing introductions. Uh, one, one person who, like, did the, the, like, haunted house thing where you have your head, like, poking through a table, and it's, like, on a plate. Yeah, uh, but that was like how he introduced himself. He had like people wheel him up with his head poking through, like on a plate, and like that was his bit. But then he stayed that way for like the whole show. just comedy people. Man. So you know, making an impression. That's how I met my wife. It's... Doing a viral prank. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, but let's get into this myth that is proliferating about organized shoplifting. Mm-hmm. the the great menace that we all should be afraid of and worried about because, you know, we're all we all are are concerned that Walgreens is not keeping their margins where they need to be to hit their numbers this quarter. And that's basically the the thrust of this story is that there's like a single video that is being basically weaponized by the Chamber of Commerce to I don't know, and and just gobbled up by media outlets because it fits in with the knockout game and other racist, like, right. fucking bullshit myths that mm-hmm. American media loves to cover. It's, the headlines
1: are always like, Walgreens will have to shutter its stores in San Francisco because of the rampant, organized shoplifting rings that are plaguing their facilities. And, you know, like you're saying, this thing, this one video sparked a whole ton of coverage, like across the world, like South Africa, Mexico, South Korea, UK, like you name it. People are like, whoa, okay, like this person just stole a bunch of stuff and just walked out of this Walgreens. And this a journalist, Adam Johnson, who you know reports on a lot of stuff that's happening in the Bay Area, points out it's like, there's just so many weird things about how people are talking about this story without really honestly looking at like why this might benefit someone else or the position Walgreens is actually in. Like, for starters, he points out that this story where this, like, dude just, you know, was shoplifting at Walgreens, this story got over 474,000% more coverage than this article about uh, Walgreens admitting that they stole $4.5 million from its employees over several years through wage theft. This story has gotten way more pickup.
0: And so the story where the victims are the readers, the people who are are the public gets no attention. But the one where the corporation is the victim uh, of much smaller theft, that's the one that the New York Times and The Washington Post chooses to pick up.
1: ABC, CBS, Yahoo, USA Today, Bloomberg, like every Sinclair, like broadcaster owned affiliate station, Fox, like all like everyone.
2: Now, also, right. in defense of the media, can't we all agree that if there's one thing this country has too few of, it's Walgreens? Can we really afford, <laughs> Can we to, really lose afford to lose another Walgreens? One of those? I right. Mean, Absolutely right. not. We're going glad <laughs> you said something.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, see, and this is why we have all kinds of guests on the show to bring balance to these conversations. Yeah. Thank you. Next thing you're going to
2: tell me is they're going to start closing Starbucks. And how many of those do we have left?
1: Right. Right. Exactly. Then where has the war on Christmas gone? But with this situation, you know, a lot of he's just basically saying the, the basic, which is challenging other journalists or questioning is like, why isn't anyone like bothering to ask further questions? Like, what is Walgreens current financial situation? Is it purely right. because that there's been some shoplifting that these are the reasons why they're closing its stores? Or is it really because this is all part of a campaign to possibly oust a progressive DA that's in San Francisco or mm. to possibly repeal something like Prop 30 Prop 47, which sets set higher limits for what is felonious theft. Because then yeah. if you repeal that, wow, then like things like you know traditional petty larceny might now arise to the level of a felony, which would be great. Yeah. Because again, all of these like crime stories typically Will presage like a huge, like tough on crime movement, which ends up with black and brown people disproportionately in prison. And so, with this one, he's pointing out four like major holes that people just aren't discussing around this story. The first is, if this crime wave is so bad, why aren't other big pharmacies also closing down? Because CVS hasn't said they're closing down, and that they have this issue. They're in, they're operating in the exact same city, and like what's going on there. Also, Walgreens. They're closing more stores in New York City than they are in San Francisco. Not much attention to that, but because maybe they can't tie that to a viral video to give it this other narrative. The second thing is Walgreens has openly said in their FEC or SEC filings that they are like since 2019, that they have a plan to like shut down numerous stores to quote, optimize the other ones, which is really to offset one and a half billion dollars in real estate liabilities that they have. And they've been Mm. saying this since 2019. So this is nothing new. It can't just be the shoplifting, right? And we know certain things that on paper, statistically, shoplifting has gone down in recent years in San Francisco. That's been sort of analyzed and the data is there. But then when you ask the people who sort of defend this narrative, they immediately say like, well, there's a lot that's just been underreported to Mm -hmm. basically negate that talking point and make it reduce this fact to something that no one could ever know. And then the, yeah, you can it seems
0: keep the like conversation this, going it seems like this story is being underreported, you know yeah, this this
2: viral video of somebody being good at shoplifting well there's there's also like there's just it's become so obvious to me that, and this is on both sides of the media narrative. The media in general has figured out that fear is the number one way to keep your attention, and attention is their currency, Mm-hmm, right. So you, you have to be scared all the time because then they can be like, and we're the only source you can trust to help you navigate these choppy waters. Yeah. And dude, it's the same thing. Like I was talking to a friend of mine who was in Portland for the pandemic and I was like, dude, it seems like it was crazy up there. He was like, not really, dude. It was like a small section of downtown and right. a very small number of these like idiots walking around. He's like, I barely noticed and I live close to downtown. You know, and like when I was living in Chicago with the gun violence, the gun violence was really bad, but people would call me and be like, is it just gunshots all the time? I was like, no, dude. And in fact, if you want to talk about the root cause of the gun violence, we can, but that's not what the media wants you to talk about. That's not why they're selling it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're selling it because it's a liberal city with tight gun laws and look at what's happening. Right. You know, and, and it's just like, we've gotten so bad at, um asking the, the next question. And I think it's right. a social media thing, too. You feed people a headline. They maybe click on it to read the log line of the story and then they go move on. They go, oh, look at this.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah.
2: And with this, too, he
1: pointed out that a, an SF gate reporter actually bothered to go ahead and ask a follow up question and not just taking their word as the gospel truth. And this is a quote said, quote, when SF gate asked Walgreens to directly respond to charges from one of these people and others that the chain is weighing other considerations beyond retail theft, the spokesperson stopped returning emails. Hmm. Huh. Okay. whatever. Take that for what it is. Stinks like shit still. And then the other thing that he points out is Walgreens, Target, CVS. They're like part of a group of retailers that are work very closely with lobbying groups like the California Real Retail Association and the California Chamber of Commerce, where those people have spent, those groups have spent millions trying to repeal Prop 47, which would make which create much harsher penalties for things like mm. theft. And, you know, while it's not knowable, yet these corporations are almost certainly funding the efforts to recall the DA there, Boudan or Boudin, who, you know, which is why they're like being like, they're like, why isn't people why aren't people talking about any of this other stuff? And I think what he's pointing out is saying that there's just always this status quo of, you know, always believe the corporation, you know, yeah. always believe what they say. And he, he you know, he sort of presented a thought experiment. Imagine if a group of Black Lives Matter activists said that 90 percent of black customers get profiled when they enter a store at a Walgreens. The media would never take it like that. It would be like, we're going to have to show all these other things. You're going to have to show like, well, where did the evidence come from? Is there CCTV footage? There's many more hoops to jump through when people are just trying to, you know, not to say that that's a real stat, but just as an example, if activists bring up a point like that, then it immediately has to go through all these layers of vetting and things like which is fine because that's journalism. But why? But it, it just it just reeks of a double standard. When you look at a story
2: like that. Well, what's also crazy to me, man, is like so much of the conservative movement, the modern conservative movement is rooted in conspiracy theory. But what's crazy is one conspiracy that is actually happening in real time is conservative media groups buying up local news channels right, and pushing this shit out. It's called the Carlisle Group. You can look it up. You know, they did it last week tonight on it. Mm-hmm. And... So that's what's so frustrating is it's like bad conspiracy theories are being weaponized to mobilize these people to be violent and, for instance, storm the Capitol and all this stuff. But then there's actual conspiracies happening, like what we're talking about now. And conspiracy theorists are not the ones that want to hear it or see it. It's so insane. It's like, and conspiracy theorists are always like, follow the money. And it's like, yeah, okay. Okay. Follow the, the money. The Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Follow I mean, the money.
0: <laughs> and it's the, the thing that's especially frustrating here is that it's the New York Times and the Washington Post. You know, we, we covered last week a New York Times story about the rise in murders in a number of cities across the U.S. And they just took the police's word for it that it could be blamed on people protesting them murdering people like they're like well they were mean to us so we stopped t- you know we can't can't help it it's like the same thing they're trying the to re- they're trying to recall like da's they're trying to like put pressure on people to like stop asking them to not murder people and it's it's the same shit here it's just like the every it you have a argument between the right and basically like slightly right of center New York Times like and that's all we're getting and it's really fucking frustrating
1: right mm-hmm. and and not talking really about giving people some political context around these things to understand all the dimensions at play they just want to zoom in microscopically on this one part and like well that's true in a vacuum if you look at that piece there in it just by itself but if you're not giving people the full picture. Then, yeah, all these stories do is serve to undermine the very little bit of progress that was made through, you know, the uprisings and protests in the summer of 2020 and trying to bring back this idea of like we need to get tough on crime and shit when the whole point about talking about things were how oppressive the legal system is, how it only uh, disproportionately affects black and brown people and that we need to be more aware of it. Yet stories like this are just like, no, 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 man, they're stealing. And look at the people in the photos. Huh? You see something? Do we need to do something? I don't know. Anyway.
2: Dude, what's really crazy too is it's, I've been obsessed with this since the Black Lives Matter movement started. And I think liberals in general just have to get better at messaging and -hmm. learning what conservatives or moderates actually care about. Like reforming policing to make it better for Black and Brown people would also make it better for cops. That's the part that's so frustrating. Is it's like you wouldn't be put in such dangerous situations. You know what I mean? Like the the big talking point is always how dangerous it is to be a cop. Yes, it is. It is. It one hundred percent is, and it's because for a lot of reasons. But one of them is you're being put in these situations for no reason. You're being sent into these neighborhoods armed to the teeth to go after a drug dealer when drugs shouldn't even be dealt with that way. You know what I mean? Like Reforming the system would be good for everybody involved. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that's so frustrating. But again, this is where the media comes into play. The media does not profit off of a united populace. The media does not profit off of all of us having common sense and realizing that things that are good for this side are also good for this side. They can't have that because when we're fighting and when we're scared and when the left thinks there's this rising tide of Nazis and when the right thinks everyone on the left is a gay communist that wants to convert their son, then then they win. And we're just all fighting each other and clicking on our articles all day, being like, "Ah, what do I do to stop this? And It just creates this nonsense that we're dealing with constantly. It drives me truly insane.
1: It, yeah. It's it's the similar thing to like we were talking about yesterday with Jesse Waters when he just flip flopped on like paternity leave, you know, right. like it's a it's a, a paternity leave is a policy that benefits it doesn't matter your political party or political uh, identification. It's it's just a policy, and when he was benefiting from it, he was like, "I love this." He's like, "I used to mock people that took it. Now I love it. I wish it was six weeks long." Then Pete Buttigieg is taking paternity leave. And it immediately has to be like, well, fuck, fuck paternity leave. Like, look what happened in the country. Like the supply chain is all fucked up. I actually only took like two days off because like I have my shit together and only like a weakling would you know, actually take paternity leave. <laughs> it just shows right. that there's never a, an ability to say, well, you know, like I, that, that, that actually tracks like that, that, that's, that's a benefit. That's that, unfortunately, that's a thing that overlaps between uh, just a basic human need or right that I can look at as an objective good, but. It's the everything is not set up like that. Everything has to be completely put through this like opposite like mirror effect where everything has to be on the contrary.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's uh let let's really briefly touch on uh we we do have uh yet more evidence that Rudy Giuliani is not drunk. He <laughs> is back at it again, posting to social media, this time with a a, a filter that makes him look like a more elderly abraham lincoln (laughs) yeah and yeah it's like it's somewhat performance art because he's again doing the only voice it's the same voice he does for both abraham lincoln and the queen yeah uh somehow and it's yeah i don't know okay should we just play a clip of it we'll just play it
1: yeah he's this time he's using his powers of drunkenness to try and affect acting it's called acting i'm sorry alleged alleged acting or whatever we're calling this uh, to affect the voters uh, who are have a decision to make for their governor in virginia
2: virginia vote against the man who dishonored our past by selling my bedroom hundreds yeah. and hundreds of times to scoundrels in a pay for play scheme In my time, we had a name for men who sold bedrooms for one night. In your time, the name is Terry McAuliffe and the Clinton flees once and for all. He starts slipping into
0: a bad British accent at the end there for some reason. Uh, Yeah, no, he does. (laughs) So
1: what the fuck was that? Um, (laughs) Thanks, Rudy. You know, a a lot of people are, are like, oh, I think he's referring this like totally debunked story about how when Terry McAuliffe worked as like the head finance guy at the DNC, that there was like the rumor that like for a, a certain amount, you could sleep in the Lincoln bedroom if you were a top donor. Sure. And while he like the, the whole thing came out of him like writing about how to get closer to donors because like the Democrats had just lost the house and shit in the midterms, like, okay, to prepare for the next presidential Maybe bring more donors in, be closer. And someone, not him, wrote in the margins, like, sleepovers, question mark. And then that took on, like, its whole life of its own. There were, like, hearings about it. But it wasn't Terry McAuliffe had anything to do with it aside from him authoring a paper that someone else scribbled something on. But even then, it's really not definitive. So that's what Rudy wants everyone to remember, I
0: guess. We used to have a name for them. In your time, you called them... Terry McAuliffe is <laughs> just good writing, good performance, good like just sort of
2: rhythm to his delivery. People wonder why there's not more conservative comedians, but I mean Jesus, there's like not even a bait and switch in that, you know? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. You like set it up like a joke was coming. Yeah, right. I, I thought I was gonna hear the name
0: for. Yeah, for what them. did we used
2: to call it, Abe? Come on, yeah. I give it,
0: give it to us, baby. Don't know. <laughs> Oh, okay.
2: Okay, Thanks. cool, dude. <laughs> we
0: nailed it. Okay, I mean, speaking of conservative comedians, uh, Kenny, wh- when is your set uh, scheduled to for Gutfeld? Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't say that. When's your set scheduled, scheduled for Gutfeld? Oh, Gutfeld! Uh, exclamation Gutfeld! Like exclamation point.
2: There um, used to be a name for comedians that went on Gutfeld. <laughs> 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 Now we just call them Dennis Miller. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, babe. Apparently, the show's doing well. So um, one, one of these days, it's one, one of those things that I think we promised we were going to read the uh, Bad Art friend story and dig into that. And we've also promised that one day we will watch an episode of Gutfeld and tell you what, what that is like. But that day is not today. My okay. No. Friends. no. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back, and yeah. So Facebook has announced that they're—I I th- think—in a week's time, one week from today, October 28th, they are doing a Facebook's big Connect conference, and Mark Zuckerberg may be announcing the new name for Facebook. Oh, because that's gonna—that's gonna fix their problems. Yeah, it—it it worked the first time when Justin Timberlake was like, "Drop the the." You know? Oh, right. Just me and it then, Facebook. Boom. Nothing but. Yeah.
1: What? So. I, I think that'll solve all of the problems that the human beings who interact with the social media platform are experiencing. It's just, it's the name that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My pitch mm-hmm.
0: drop the Facebook, just the. Oh. oh. The.com. The. Yeah. The.com. People wouldn't really know what it was. Right.
1: The Holy Bible. Maybe they could just change it to that.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: St. Mark's edition.
2: Yeah. We could definitely use a little bit of that Bible in this country. I'll tell you that. Mm. I
1: mean, cool. you're, you're, you're mouth to God's ear. All right. Yeah. That's a good setup. Now, let's get into the real story here, Jack. The lack of Christ in our children's educations across this land.
0: Oh,
2: Thank <sighs> you. That's right. My <laughs> status is... Kenny is currently worried about the future of this pagan (laughs) nation. My status is
1: saved through Christ's salvation, and I hope you are as well.
2: Mm. This this would be like if Louis C.K. came back and was like, I'm Louis okay now. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm A-okay. Really? I mean, it has that
1: sort of tone-deaf like confidence where it's like, is that truly the solution
2: that you think? This this reminds me, this is a true story. This reminds me of when I was still uh, still a drinker. I, went, I got a DUI and then my solution was to shave my beard off. Yeah. And I was like, the guy that got that DUI had a beard. This is a new, <laughs> right, right, right. This, guy, new this guy, this clean face move. would never do such a thing. <laughs>
1: One thing I noticed, dudes with beards, way more reckless. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Says a lot. Yeah. This how about how, how about
2: how about some clean Facebook? Right. right. Yes. Thank
0: you. <laughs> Although I don't know how well that would go over with the people who are on there doing their own research, since I think they tend to prefer like kind of rough neck beardish things. Yeah.
2: Considering then, what Facebook is used for, they should just name it Eight Chan. Right. Yeah. No. Honestly, yeah. I mean, just kind of merge it. Let's just get. Let's get just right do, to it.
1: Yeah. Just just get ahead of everything. Let them know where you're
0: at
2: qanon.com
1: QAnon. yeah. yeah qanon <laughs> hangout dot biz
0: 8chan three months ago what is filtered down from eight <laughs> right, Chan right, three right. months ago yeah. old
1: 8chan that's yeah. what it is the way but back machine i don't um i i'm curious to know what that name is and i'm really interested to know if i'm sure they've done some research where they think it could potentially sway some public opinion but i'm hoping that people realize that this is not that this can't be seen as any sort of positive action from facebook that the pressure's still
2: on but i don't know maybe they think that's what it is like maybe
1: maybe they'll get confused i mean mean, people okay
2: we don't have the bandwidth to follow everything so i do feel like they're just counting on us to like forget and be like oh what's this new thing you know like i don't know first of all also not to get sincere here, but like you got to replace Zuckerberg if you want to have a chance. He's got oh, to, right. you got to just bring in a new guy and or a, a, preferably a new, a new not guy, a new right. anything but a guy. Just like get someone new in there. And um, that's, that's your exact, rebrand. Yeah. That's yeah. who we hate. I, it doesn't matter what Zuckerberg calls it. It's like, but it's, you're you're still the guy that stole this so you could rate women that wouldn't sleep with you. That's still what this is until you're gone. Right. That's what this is
1: right yeah well that's why i've announced the new ceo zach mecklenburg you're gonna love this guy let me go get him one second zach are you there yes i am (laughs) oh here he is (laughs) looks like that but to your point Kenny, like that people don't have the bandwidth could you imagine we're having this discussion like in two years when they're like i can't believe fun spot is is responsible for all this conspiracy theory stuff that's going on? You're like, y'all, it's fucking Facebook. Still, what are Fun Spot is actually pretty good. That's uh, the best pitch I've heard so far. <laughs> <that> is- <laughs> it's like because it's meant to be like, what's the least, uh, you know, the most right. just innocent sounding thing? But I, but I get it. Some people probably will fully erase their mind, no. and think it's a new brand, and be like,
2: the problems are the same. I think in, t- in two years we're gonna be like, do you think Fun Spot got Pat Sajak elected president? president
0: <laughs>
2: oh shoot. man
1: yeah the articles from yeah we'll see maggie haberman being like think about it folks
0: look i think he might be too mean to some of the people on wheel of fortune but goddamn, do i respect his politics i'm yeah. just worried uh, he's gonna
2: make the country go bankrupt
0: <laughs> hey, there he is. <laughs> ah, right and I there. mean, and plus his spin the wheel at
1: the border option for immigration. I think right. it's really, really novel. And it it takes a lot out of like the sort of pain of trying to determine someone's future. And you leave it to a randomized wheel that we've waited to actually goose the results. But <laughs> anyway, don't tell them that.
2: The question is, is he, is he going to weather the pay to play scandal from his buy a vowel program? <laughs>
0: I mean let's just stay with this. Come on. There's there's got to be more there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> apparently this is all part of that you might remember a couple months ago when Zuckerberg was like we're not actually a social media company, we're a metaverse company. Yeah. And uh, apparently that is it's going to have something to do with the metaverse. Like I hope it's really you know, ill thought out and it's basically like the matrix or something like. Right. Uh, because that. Yeah, I saw I the can't.
2: article. I was like, are you going to explain what metaverse is? Are you just going <laughs> to hey, say that? You're just, Yeah. OK. <laughs>
1: online, man. Hope you bought your real estate in the metaverse because right. when we start doing digital events, man, you're going to want to own the Guggenheim in the metaverse because think about that. If Jay-Z drops his NFT at the metaverse opening at the Guggenheim and you own that, that's a lot of dough coming to you, bro.
2: That's a lot of dough, dude. Man, before That's what today, people
1: are talking about, though. People are buying metaverse
2: real estate. Oh, I know. Mm. And you're just like,
1: what are you fucking? What?
2: Maybe this okay. is good, though. I was thinking about this. Like, social media is bad. We, I think, we can agree. But it does keep people in their house on their computer that probably should not be out in society. Like, if you're willing to buy property in the metaverse, please, by God get addicted to your computer and stop going outside <laughs> like, right. please, for just like stay in Grubhub all your meals and just if you're that person please by all means that is the metaverse pretty much
1: yeah, yeah. you stay indoors you grub hub you buying your digital real estate and you're just crushing it man you're just crushing it dude yeah. Yeah. the
0: number one growth industry in the United States these days is actually just money laundering just finding places for rich people yeah. to launder money and then like convincing everybody else that like it's a good investment
2: it's really something this world it's really cool right it's cool it's, <laughs> hopeful. it's cool it's hopeful
0: it's <laughs> hopeful yeah it's really made me believe again yeah right. <laughs> that's what i yeah yeah that, but that's honestly like hearing some people talking about nfts like and be just like so fucking hopeful they're just like no man it's really like the way like this is gonna actually solve all our problems because we're gonna know it's like uh-huh well, yeah.
1: And well, that's uh, there's so many things like with just even like the idea of that something could be decentralized like that, because everything you're looking at is just being centralized in other places. So this, right. there's a lot, a lot to unpack there. And yeah, like you're saying, the number one, like the big uses of it, especially as like a lot of people like, like sort of
2: track some of these transactions, like these just
1: seem like just straight la- like money laundering.
2: Like it's, Without a doubt. That's what I was like trying to get into crypto. And I was like, but wait a minute. If one Bitcoin is $30,000, this is never going to be an actual currency because no one's going right. to give you a Bitcoin. I would never right. buy anything with a Bitcoin because right. the value fluctuates like crazy. Like, So this is really just another thing you can hide your money. Like you were saying, you can just, it's another thing you can invest in, but it isn't, yeah, I don't know, well, it's and, not a it, currency.
1: Well, and also the people that like stand to gain the most too are like people who are have got in really early and then can influence other people to get in to start driving the price up and then when you know it's it's it it, there's a lot i mean definitely
2: not a pyramid scheme though i don't know what you're suggesting here no 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 definitely
1: not definitely not but it's definitely one of those things where it's 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 a it offers people this idea that you can get rich very quickly and some have but that's just it's just enough of that to allow many people to get like super duper invested or completely over leverage themselves. In I mean, you and can the decentralized
0: in thing is cool. Like it's like got a cool idea at the core of it that yes. like could be used for good, but that's not happening in modern America.
2: Like, yeah. Well, and that's the thing yeah. is it's like, if it ever gets to a point where it could do that, it'll just become regulated. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem. It's like, I love the concept. When I first read about sure. Bitcoin, I was like, fuck yeah, power to the people yes you know keep the banks out of it but if it actually starts to work it will just become regulated and driven underground and then the only people using it will be using it to like hire hitmen and buy drugs and hookers you know what i mean right Mm -hmm. that's just what happens if it's actually going to help people it will be regulated out (laughs) post haste. right Right. (laughs) exactly like "Whoa, whoa what the fuck that's helping people no no no
1: we're off this shit completely
2: but guys, we do need
0: to uh, talk about Peacocktober before oh, yeah. uh, we let you go. Uh, that's not Crypto People October; it's Peacocktober. Oh, is the it's the streaming service Peacock, and they have given us Peacocktober, and it's it's a horror thing, and they released Halloween Kills on mm-hmm. it over the weekend. It did. Bafo bo you guys Bafo, and so that's that's good i always like when movies do well there's like a weird kind of political conversation happening around it because the well first of all so this is part of a trilogy the next one's called halloween ends and according to david gordon green who directed this trilogy and is like the, the vice principal is an eastbound and down guy and super talented uh but this ne- the next movie will flash forward to modern times and actually incorporate the pandemic and all Ooh. those politics. And, like, there's just been, like, all these political, like, Jamie Lee Curtis keeps talking about how the first Halloween was about trauma and the Black Lives Matter movement and oh, oh. the Me Too movement. And it's, like, it could be, you know, I, movies are complicated. They're definitely about the cultures in which they are like created and like get a lot of engagement from the people watching them. But like trying to prescribe that on there is just very, you know, she keeps talking about how like there was an element of civil unrest in there, just like we're having right now. But that equates, first of all, she talks about uh, it like being about police misconduct The scene she's referring to is when one cop accidentally shoots and kills his partner while trying to take down Michael Myers. So not exactly the most scathing indictment of modern policing and the angry mob that I'm assuming because she was making the statement before January 6th, like during the Black Lives Matter movement. So the angry mob that she is likening the Black Lives Matter movement to like corner a guy who is not actually Michael Myers and he ends up committing suicide as a result. So, like, that comparison's actually pretty fucked up and insulting. But, like, then there's also this thing where the right wing is, like, jumping on it and being like, well, Jamie Lee Curtis's character is a gun nut, and so she's, like, actually proves that you need to be a gun nut. And, good like, lady with are, a gun? Yeah, lady with a gun. Michael Myers is able to come back and start killing people again because uh, they've done away with capital punishment. <laughs> L- literally. Because the
1: Walgreens
2: are getting ransacked in San Francisco yes, Michael exactly. Myers has come back. Yeah, Michael Myers hey, even couldn't the find a Walgreens to buy a new hockey mask <laughs> and it filled yes. him with rage. <laughs> and he had no place to put that rage. Uh. And, and because he couldn't find affordable therapy, which is also a theme <laughs> of this movie, a man will literally put on a hockey mask and murder people instead of going to therapy.
0: Right. That's uh, actually a Shatner mask. <laughs> That's you're, actually you're what it. I just
2: said true, so you know <laughs> therapy
0: Michael Myers escapes as the inadvertent result of meddling by opportunistic journalists, so which I don't know that, are that they, seems
1: are they taking that like mistaken identity one too to be like uh, like cancel culture, you know, where they 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 found the wrong guy, Where the angry mob don't... went after
2: the wrong guy yeah that sure. actually it actually did remind me of uh that documentary, Don't Fuck with Cats."
0: Sure. Right. Absolutely. With a, with that a, is definitely a thing that happens on the Internet. Like right. there, there, there's a guy that everybody thought was the Boston Marathon bomber. And it ended up being just a guy who was missing and ended up like was found dead <laughs> like that. But everyone was like, get him, take him down. And right. he was not the right guy. And, you know, that sort of Internet vigilantism is very bad. But like to. It's just I feel like anytime you're talking about a movie that you're making being like, this is actually about bigger things and actually specifically about this very important news story that, like, I probably shouldn't be touching uh, yeah. or even talking about because I'm just a, you know, actor.
2: Right. Totally. It's, OK, so she likened that scene specifically at Black Lives Matter. Well, that's insane. You don't want to paint that as a frothing mob going after right. the wrong people.
0: And she also said it was actually a better document than an actual documentary wh- when it comes to documenting trauma. So mm. yeah, interesting just, vehicle to make those points. Yeah. Mm.
2: It's also, like, not everything, not everything has to mean something greater now. Like, honestly, we are in much need of just a dumb fucking movie about a guy with a knife and everybody trying to escape that guy.
0: Which Like, seems I am like a...
2: so hungry for a movie that there's no discussion afterwards. Like, I'm so tired of reading. Let's have a discussion about this. I don't want to have a discussion about this. I want to watch a movie that we can all enjoy and try to not kill each other in the streets. That's what I want. Just a dumb, fluffy movie. Please, for the love of God.
0: And I I think (laughs) that's kind of what people were responding to and enjoying about it. It's called Halloween Kills. Right. And apparently it's just a bunch of really cool kills of Michael Myers killing a bunch of people. But then there's also these, like, random like kind of meaningful cultural commentaries thrown in but they just like don't kind of tie together which is fine just i don't yeah. know
2: and it's like look art is supposed to comment on things i get it but it's just like we're so oversaturated with hot takes and think pieces and uh, it's just like it's it's exhausting at some point I just yeah like,
1: it'd be great if someone has like a film that's like so like just kind of vague but allows people to just sort of project all kinds of meaning on to be like this is amazing just for the director to be like nah dude it's it's literally about this dog who fucking, like, who, like <laughs> we, fell out of a van
2: we literally just it. filmed a dog and uh he didn't take any direction no matter how yeah. hard we tried we just followed this dog He's around like,
1: are you guys fucking serious it's a 90 minute shot of a dog like going through <laughs> trash and shit in central park that's yeah. all it fucking is and I it was more of an experiment on my end to see where the fuck y'all would take it cuz it's just a shot of a fucking dog. To see
2: where the dog digging through the trash, man. Oh, pause right there, pause right there. Look, you can see
1: an old jet magazine peeking through this garbage bag. Now, what's that saying about the decline of black America? Do you see uh-huh. how his
2: left ear sticks up and his right ear flops? That's about the surge of leftist politics mm-hmm. plaguing America mm-hmm. right now as the right buckles and falls. And what about when he's humping that
1: uh, Build-A-Bear that's all dirty? Uh, that's just <laughs> I-, I can lead you
0: to water. I can't make you do it, you know, <laughs> like that's it's It's oh, right you know. there for you, yeah, okay, Come on now,
1: I thought you understood the assignment,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kenny. It's been such a pleasure having you, oh, uh, it's where been. can people
2: find you and follow you? uh, I'm at Kenny DeForest on all social media. The big thing I would encourage you to do right now is subscribe to my YouTube channel because I'm starting. I had an album that was referenced at the beginning that came out my buddy uh, filmed it and we thought the footage was permanently messed up and he actually recovered it over the pandemic so i've been slowly releasing clips from my album taping that was intended to be a youtube special and it now actually might come to fruition so subscribe to my youtube channel and then if you want to see me live go to my twitter profile there's instructions there but i have an email list and you can text to join it i promise you there's no spam you'll just get um Three prompts, name, email, zip code. And if you punch those in, you'll be in my MailChimp and you'll only get emails from me when I'm going to be in in or near your zip code. Or if I release like a special that's free on YouTube and I'm just telling you to watch it. So that's all you'll hear from me if you join the email list and the directions to do that are in my Instagram or Twitter profile. And, hey, how much uh, you want for that list? <laughs> <laughs> you know, listen, I'm, I'm in the, I'm, <laughs> if there's one thing I've learned, I'm in the data selling game, baby. Yeah, that's baby. where the money's at. That's so where the money
0: economy, is at. economy, baby. <laughs> And is there a tweet or some other work of
2: social media you've been enjoying? Man, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, some, when I, usually when I do these on this show, I try to shout out somebody who's maybe not already super famous. But Conan O'Brien really got me the other day. <laughs> and he just said, uh, I did not realize that Bottomless Mimosas was describing the deal and not the dress code. My apologies <laughs> to everyone at this airport. <laughs> the GOAT! They, there you okay.
0: go. Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying?
1: Man, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray, and also the other show, 420 Day Fiancé. where We're talking 90 Day Fiancé in an elevated way with Sophie Alexandra. So come through for that. That's always a good time. A tweet that I like. I like two tweets. Let me rattle them off. Uh, the first one is from at J Poundstein, just said, acid reflux is a choice. IBS is a choice. Pray more. Hustle more. <laughs> <laughs> just that mentality I feel it sounds like something someone would actually say in a TikTok video yeah rise and grind bro spooky cold fox at roast malone underscore tweeted all dogs have their name and like 20 nicknames that started as variations of their name but then spiraled out of control and yeah. that is so true I just think of all the especially like with my cats too Like I call one cat chicken and the other one turkey but their name, one of them is Tiny, and the other one is called Burgie. Anyway,
0: that's my that's been my TED talk. Some tweets I've been enjoying. Shauna at Golden Gate Blonde tweeted this Wall Street Journal like news alert: "This is how you'll cook salmon from now on." And she tweeted, "Why did I just read this in Liam Neeson's voice?" Um, <laughs> this
1: is how you'll cook salmon from now on. Just.
0: <laughs> Love a strong Liam Neeson voice. Oh, and then Ariana Rebellini tweeted, thinking about the time I drunkenly spilled an entire bowl of soup on my new MacBook and then tried to tell the Apple store it just broke out of nowhere. And then the guy had to look me in the eye and say, we opened it up and there's just so much soup in, in here. <laughs> like chunks <laughs> like chunks of carrots. <laughs> uh you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. footnotes. We link off the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song that we think you might enjoy. Hey, Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy oh, on man, this, this fine is, Thursday? This is
1: for the U.S. The old folks out there. You know that song Everybody,
0: everybody.
1: Ow. Ow. (laughs) So this is a remix from uh, DJ Newmark. You might know him from a little group called Jurassic Five. Mm. And just as a just a wonderful DJ producer, as well as the Bacau rhythm and steel uh steel drum band. They kind of do covers of like modern stuff, but together they are doing a cover of everybody everybody but with this like steel drum kind of like vibe so mm-hmm. it's like way more aggressive but it's just i don't know it's fun to shit to listen to so enjoy this one it's everybody everybody dj newmark and the Bacau rhythm and steel band
0: dum cow all right. Well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. But we're back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we will talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye.